Hi there. This is Angeline Fisher for English Breakfast, and our guest today is Ata Ramadani, journalist and book author. In our chat, we talk about some of her journalistic activities as well as her latest book, Voyage to the First Kiss: The Reise zu Elsekus. Stay tuned to hear more from Ata Ramadani. Ata Ramadani. Welcome to English Breakfast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we're very happy to have you here in Göppingen for a special reading of your newest book. But before we begin, let's hear a little bit about your background. So we're here in a radio station. It's mm-hmm. Something that's quite familiar for you. Also, you've had a journalistic career. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm a journalist. This is my main profession. I've been working in this media world since I'm 16 because I always had the desire to report and to tell stories. And um, yeah, I, I grew up in Mannheim in a very known city in Germany, actually, a very multicultural yeah. city. I grew up with kids who whose parents came from all over the world, actually. They were like from Turkey, Russia, Greece. Some of them were from Thailand. Yes, for me, it was really special to grow up with this kind of kids. So I get to know different cultures. I get to know different religions. So um, I really, yeah, I really appreciate that from, from nowadays. But for me, it was a bit um, sad also because I came to Germany. I was 12 because I had spent my childhood in Kosovo, in Pristina. And to see that my classmates at school, they came from really strong and big countries, you know, and very well-known countries. And I came from a really small European country. So I really was so sad. I was like, oh, why do people don't know anything from mm-hmm. the country where I'm from? So it really, <laughs> it really, it broke my heart at the beginning. And then so I started to, to do some research after I finished school. And as a student, I've been studying in Heidelberg. So um, I did a lot of research about my background, actually, where I'm from, why do we live in Germany, where is my dad from, and stuff like this. So this is really something that has been part of my life for a long time. And after I finished my university degree, I got a job on uh, the second German television. I'm a journalist. I report about everything that happens in Germany. I decided to write this book. It's a youth book. It's about a girl who lives in a refugee camp. She's from Kosovo also. She loves music, and her biggest wish is to go to a Madonna concert, actually. But she's a refugee girl. She lives in a really small apartment in a refugee camp. It sounds like there's a lot of parallels from your own life. Coming to Germany at 12 years old, that is a very mm. tender time. It's a very, if you come when you're quite young, then you have that whole progression of being in that new country. Of course, you have the cultural you know, identity between being at home and mm. in your environment. Yeah. But at 12, it seems like such a tender age, a, a cut just before coming of age, in the middle of your older years of childhood. Yeah. It seems like it must have been such a break at that time in your life. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it was more... Um a glory to be in ah, Germany okay. because I grew up in Pristina, it's the capital of Kosovo and actually the 90s have been a really hard time for Kosovo Albanians, like they really were, I don't know, discriminated, abandoned from the actually from schools, from the society. So as a kid, okay. even if your parents tell you, you know, nice stories about that, but as a kid, um, you, you, you get... Th- 
you get it that there is something wrong and you have always the impression that you really can't behave the way you want to uh, for example there never have been like huge artists who gave concerts in the city where I'm from. So to come to Germany, it was really an awakening for me mm -hmm. at this age because I saw, I was like, okay, people are happy here. And actually my parents did a good job to come over here because I had the impression I can be myself and I can really enjoy life. As a 12-year-old girl, maybe you don't really think the way I'm speaking now but I really had the impression it's good for me to be here and you know as a girl I can be myself I can live in a very free way so it wasn't really that sad mm -hmm. to come to Germany mm -hmm. and that's interesting so even though it was a, such a big transition for you it seemed to have come at the right time yeah exactly because you had realized you'd become aware here I'm being discriminated against, here I'm being ostracized, I'm a minority here, yeah. I have all these restrictions. And then going to this new place and having this multicultural mm -hmm. environment and seeing all this dynamism, music and art and sculpture. Yeah, it was really... It was an opening for you. Yes, it was an mm -hmm. opening for me. So mm -hmm. if I think back of this time, I'm not sad at all. I had an interview for a couple of months with Deutschland Radio and the journalist, she was asking me like, how was to live in a refugee camp? And I was like, actually, it was pretty nice to live there. And she was so upset because she was thinking, oh, how can she think a life in a refugee camp can be nice? But I thought if you are surrounded by nice people and you have really loving parents, you can live wherever you want to and you can you can be happy and especially to know that not even your parents are nice and loving but also at school your friends everyone is can behave in a free way it really touches you as a kid also this idea of being open for new things mm -hmm. and being curious and maybe even somehow having a, an inner trusting. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because I think for a lot of people, change and transition mm -hmm. is very difficult. And maybe it was just at that point in your life where you were ready for change, you were ready mm -hmm. for big things. And this idea of not having that much wealth or your parents going through the transition as well and adjusting, but that curiosity mm -hmm. in people around mm -hmm. you and the connections in those people around you. So that, in some ways, seems like it was a stepping stone for you to go into journalism. Did you have a role model or someone that you th you thought, oh, the, how did you make that connection mm -hmm. to... Did, were you, did you like writing? What, what were the connections to going into that area? To the, well, I always think I wanted to tell stories. My first thought, I was 14, I think I wanted to become an actress at the beginning. So I played a lot of theater. I really was a theater kid with 14, 15, 16. And then I was like, maybe I'm not that talented for this job to be an actress. So I was like, maybe I, I should find other ways to tell stories. And then... It was really there that I want to be a journalist. I was like, this is perfect. So I'm really close to the people. There are not fictional stories. There are true stories that I'm going to tell. So yeah, this was my first thought. I wanted to tell stories and I ended up, yeah, to be a journalist to um, tell. This is my way to tell stories. And then I also had this wish in me to write, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wrote a novel and it's something that's in me. And you mentioned something in your question, this kind of inner trust I think I don't know I have it since I'm in this world I, th I have something 
that you call inner trust. So I'm very curious. I'm not afraid. And I really believe in myself. So I think my parents somehow did a good job. I don't know how to explain that. But yeah, to answer your question, I think I am a born storyteller. Came through curiosity and storytelling. Yeah. I love that. We're going to talk about your book in just a minute. Before I do, maybe you could tell me a couple of highlights or maybe moments that you have experienced in your journalistic activities? Mm -hmm. Oh, there are some of them. I met um, a girl, Deborah Feldman is her name. I really love this girl. She's a Jewish girl. She grew up in Brooklyn in New York and she she's also a refugee actually. She she flew New York. She came to, to Berlin and she wrote a, a book about her life and um, it's really sad because she, she comes from a very orthodox Jewish family And the way she, she grew up and she used to live in New York, it was really, for me, terrifying. And for me, it was really touching to meet her. I spent a day with her in Berlin shooting and to see um, what a beautiful soul she has and what a strong woman she is and what she's been through for herself and for her kid. It was really touching and amazing. So Deborah, she's like really, yeah, I think she's a, a gift from God to this world, this girl. And I really love to talk about meeting her and her book is also amazing. So this is something that I really think If I think about my job, I think a lot about uh, this moment. And I also met a girl. I'm really interested in telling stories about women. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. So I met also a girl. She's also from Kosovo. Her parents are Albanians. She's a, a huge uh, pop star now, Dua Lipa. And um, I met her. I didn't really know that she's uh, she's got Albanian parents. So I started... Uh, doing some research about her because she gave a concert in Frankfurt. And then after I started reading stuff about her, I was like, oh, that's amazing. She used to live in Pristina also for four years. And then I met her and it was also very touching for me because to me, she was like the first Albanian woman that I met in Germany that I've, I've got the opportunity to interview her who also lived in Pristina. So she knew somehow the city. She knew, she knew somehow um, the fact going to school there. It was also a very nice moment. But I have really, I'm since 10 years I'm a journalist and I live from it so I pay my bills because of this job and yeah I had really great moments I really love my job I appreciate that to have this job and to be able to tell stories and somehow to help people too because I report on really sad stuff most of the time like refugees or drug addiction or weird kankaiten. How do you say that in yeah, English? Illnesses. Yeah. Illnesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially like there are so many, so many ways uh, to heal a illness, weird illness. Like really, there are so many weird things going on in this society. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have really always the opportunity to learn something new, but to, to also find solutions for problems. And I, I think this is something that I really love about my job. I, I love to find solutions about problems. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, and to opening to open things up, show these different perspectives. And yeah. Also that, uh, that, you know, the biographical, it sounds, that's also something in these individuals. Yeah. You know, how things have, have touched their lives. Well, okay, let's circle back. You know, you also said you love the idea of storytelling, mm -hmm. of course, also through your journalistic activities and, and putting things together. Mm -hmm. But now we have to, of course, talk about this wonderful new book. Thank you. Yeah, the journey to the first kiss. Yeah, the journey to the first kiss. It is a story about mm -hmm. a young girl and discovering 
herself, mm-hmm. who she is, mm-hmm. also going through transition. A lot of parallels to your own biography yeah. and yeah. the stories that, in some ways, have touched your lives. Um, maybe you could tell me how did this book come to being? Was was there an inspiration behind it? Did it come organically? What what was your writing process like to just to even start with something like this? Okay. Well, for me, it has been somehow weird to be a Kosovo Albanian, to grow up in Germany and to be surrounded by all these girls and boys in my school class who came from really strong and well-known countries. So I always was thinking in my mind, what's wrong actually with, with this country where I'm from? Why do people don't know a lot about it? Yeah, Albanians are really a lot of them live in, in Europe, but people oh, don't... all over the world. All, yeah, ex- really, yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm, even, even in, in the Balkans, there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are separated, but there are a lot. But people don't really know stuff about their culture, their everyday life and stuff like this. So this was my first idea. I was questioning myself a lot. Yeah, why is it like this? But then I really wanted to tell a story about a girl who loves music, who loves to live in freedom, a girl who is really, she knows what's going on because the book starts in Pristina in Kosovo. And actually this girl, she knows what's going on, that people aren't do, not doing well. People are being killed and people end up in jail because they are just looking for freedom actually yeah and i wanted to tell a story about people who really dream to live in freedom who dream to live in a democratic state who just want to have actually a normal life to wake up in the morning to be free not to be afraid to be killed and stuff like this so this was the first idea and then i was like i don't want to terrify people a lot because you know there are so many sad sad stories going on so i wanted to put some also sweetness in my book so there is also madonna she wants to go to madonna concert she likes boys in her her age yeah she she's surrounded by some boys in school but also later in the refugee camp in berlin so actually yeah there were so many things attached in my life so i was like I think I should write about it and this is how this journey started. I see so many parallels today also we have huge migration of mm. people also of refugees that they don't have a choice things are really complex and even in the tragic moments sometimes we can find hope, we yeah. can find moments to enjoy, maybe to dance together, to through music, to discover yeah. new things. And yeah. so I love that balanced kind of approach of, yes, there's tragedy, yet becoming aware of it and also seeking, mm. you know, searching, seeking, yeah. longing for something yeah. else and discovering at yeah. the same time. Yeah, and actually um, that was also uh, my idea for this book that we are all humans and teenagers are teenagers no matter where they live. Like, you know, nowadays I'm sure there are girls who live in Tehran or Syria somewhere and want to go to Beyonce concert or Lady Gaga or something, but they have, will never have the opportunity to see her on stage because... Of the politics or whatever so i don't know i think teenagers are teenagers and i think people have more similarities all over the world than they think they have so at least at the end of the day we are just humans no matter where we are from yeah i mean in tel aviv for instance there are, there's a whole youth so thing where people go out to the discos and everything people are getting shot so yeah. it's it's also i think that there's just the human spirit is there that uh, is can be very strong and despite the immediate circumstances still mm-hmm. saying we're going to exercise the freedom that we have yeah we're exactly move, we're going to do things exactly yeah. yeah there's such i think a, a human spirit there 
what has been the response so far to the book? Have you heard any feedback? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, people were touched by this book and even some really big medias in Germany wrote about it or I was, uh, I don't know, invited as a guest to talk about my book. So I really, at the beginning, I didn't really have any expectations I wasn't writing because of I was thinking, oh, people, maybe I'm gonna, you don't know, sell a lot of books and stuff like this, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna be famous or something. I had no expectation. I just wanted to put this story out there, and I really am surprised about people who read my book, journalists who really take the time and you know write me some feedback or write uh, something on the newspaper. And most of the time, yeah, people are touched actually reading my book, and they are also amused at the same time. <laughs> Because this girl, yeah, she lives in a small country, but she wants to go to a Madonna concert and she knows all her songs. You know, it's amazing because she's at 12. <laughs> and yeah, and people are really, yeah, touched. This is the, yeah, the best description. Yeah. The different elements make it relatable in some ways. I think we're living in such a globalized mm. world. Social media now, there's so many parallels that now a lot of events that happen in our life or exactly in in terms of art or pop mm -hmm. they're global experiences now it's not that they're just in one country an album it's not an album anymore but will be released like with Beyonce as you said with yeah. Lemonade, <laughs> uh, you know on the internet and everybody yeah. worldwide has yeah. access to that and there's a common experience and so I think in some ways and Madonna being a global phenomenon of course and representing you know freedom of women I guess and yeah. pushing boundaries yeah I think a lot of people just can relate to that because they also experience that maybe as being in that age at yeah. that time yeah and at the same time there are so many people that are moving no matter where you come from yeah if you were born in Germany you might move to China yeah, yeah it's or to Tel Aviv <laughs> or Tel Aviv I love Tel Aviv <laughs> yeah we have these experiences where maybe in our family we have mm -hmm. different influences in you know through our work through our travels through through what's happening and I think a lot of people can relate to this kind of mm. transition and being confronted with different norms and where do I find myself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. the conflicts between mm. maybe how things are at home, how things are outside of mm. the home, how things are from what I knew when I was younger or growing up and what am I now being confronted with. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's something very relatable for many people. Yeah. It's done in a unique way in that it's talking about this Albanian experience mm -hmm. coming to Germany. But I think there are so many connections that we can all make. And it's so relevant. Right yeah, now. thank you so much. I agree. Like, it's a universal story. So many people in this world can relate to that. I agree completely. So we're very happy that you're going to be here. Of course, it's fitting in the intercultural weeks. Yeah. And the Integrationsausschuss and Kulturreferat uh, is very happy to be able to have you come. It's an honor for us, of course, to have you here in Göppingen and of course in Radio Phipps. What are your future plans? What are your future endeavors? Any projects on the way? I'm sure you're busy with everything you're doing right now, but... Yeah, I mean, at work, I'm always busy. So I have always to, to shoot or to do reports. For my job, the next project that I'm working on is forced marriages. There are so many teenagers 
in Germany who are from very traditional countries. I don't want to say from Muslim countries because they are also countries who really are very traditional, like Hinduism, Hinduisten sind zum Teil auch sehr tra traditionell. So I'm working on this project and I'm looking to find someone who is willing to talk with me. There are some schools, there are some teachers who work with these kids or work with their parents. I'm willing to talk to these people if they want to. This is really, it's a, it's a challenge, this project, because people are so afraid. Even schools are afraid to talk about it. They, they have this kind of students because they are afraid of getting a bad reputation as a school. So it's a big challenge. Yeah, as a journalist, you really get into it. Like you, you can see how afraid are people sometimes just to talk about this items as a writer i i'm working on my second book oh, yeah okay. so i i yeah i really i really love writing no i really discovered this this for to me it's like really like a passion to write and to invent figures and personalities for my book so the story era story she's now 21 but she lives in a vg she lives in a flat with two other girls a jewish girl and a girl who is from a hindu girl mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's a Muslim. So there are three girls who are from this kind of societies and they have the same problems actually with their parents, with their families. So the main goal for my second book is that no matter what religion we have or no matter we are from, somehow we have the same problems. Like this is really something that touches me very much. And this is something really that I follow in my life because I think people are people and somehow we have the same problems. I don't really like to say like, oh, Germans are like perfect they have no problems they are rich <laughs> and then they are like British people who are crazy <laughs> and French people who do this and that and then you know I think we have a lot of things in common more than we think yeah that's too simplistic yeah, yeah and yeah, I think yeah. if we should just look we should really mm -hmm. take time and look at the things and then we will figure it out so these three girls live, to, live together in Aina Vigi in, in Aina Flat and yeah and uh, it's really interesting because I have now to do a lot of research about Hinduism and Hindu people who live in Germany but also about Jewish people so uh, it's really to me it's really really it's a joy to write the second book Well, I think we'll leave that as our closing words. Die Reise zum Kuss, the new book from Arte Ramadani. Of course, we're looking forward to seeing what else comes up down the pipeline. Thank you so much for coming by today on English Breakfast. Thank you for having me. And actually, this was my second English interview. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much. An honor. Thank you. That ends our conversation for today with Ata Ramadani. It was a pleasure having her on the program. If you would like to find out more details, please look to the show notes to find out more. Also, regarding our future programming or the complete radio programs, please look to our website at www.radiofips.de or you can find me in social media. Thank you for joining me today. Until the next time.